Hello everyone, welcome to the Mama Bear Unleashed podcast, where I will be making my blog come to life. Let me preface this with I have no idea what I am doing, and I am recording this probably terrible audio on my phone, so if you were expecting professionalism, well, I'm not there yet. Eventually, I want to have a cool intro song that gets stuck in your head and the proper equipment to make this better. But for now, this is me not letting my perfectionism get in the way of my dreams. If you would like to read along with me, you can pause this now and visit mamabearunleashed.com and click on the blog section. That's M-A-M-A-B-E-A-R-U-N-L-E-A-S-H-E-D.com. Today, I'm going to be reading Annabelle's birth story. December 3rd, 2012. It was around 6.30 to 7 p.m. and I was at my mom's house. The house I grew up in. The house that held my comfort zone. I was in the kitchen. Even writing about this now, I feel like I'm standing right back in that space. Man, this is harder than I thought. Let's be honest, choosing a time that my daughter is spending the night at her grandma's to blog about this wasn't the smartest. I miss my babies when they're not with me, and I'll probably cry a few times. Okay, Amanda, get back on track. Where was I? Oh, right. Standing in the kitchen of the house that I grew up in on the night of December 3rd, 2012. I was mid-sentence talking with my mom when I decided to sit down at the table Then it happened. I peed my pants. No. My water broke? Well, maybe I just peed my pants. That had been a new normal for me during this pregnancy, but this gush of liquid that so nonchalantly exited my body whilst sitting was a bit more than just peeing my pants. Of course, me being me, I called the Kaiser advice nurse immediately and she walked me through how to test if my water had truly broken. It wasn't the Niagara Falls I was expecting like in the movies. She told me I had to put on a clean pad in my underwear and then lay on my back for 30 to 45 minutes and stand up and I should feel another gush. And once that happened, I needed to go to the bathroom and see if the liquid was clear and, if the, and what the odor was. Have kids, they said. No one said that. It'd be fun, they said. Again, no one said that. I then confirmed that this was, in fact, my water breaking. I called Kaiser back, and they told me to take my time. I'm sorry. Take my what? They said to go home and take a shower, relax, gather my things, and then head to the hospital. Oh, so this is happening officially terrified at this point I knew I couldn't call and tell Fito her dad that my water had broken he would have panicked and tried to rush me to the hospital and I was given instructions to take my time I got in my little Honda Civic and drove down the street to the apartment where we lived I went inside and took my shower tried my hardest to shave the nether regions that was hilarious and then proceeded to tell him that my water broke We shuffled all of our many things, as first-time parents do, to the Kaiser Hospital and checked in. Then they put me in a room with multiple hospital beds, separated by curtains. 
They had to observe me first and make double sure that my water actually broken before admitting me and assigning me to a room. They attached my belly to monitors to track the baby's heart rate and any contractions happening. They also laid a large bed liner under me to catch any water still spilling out. Then we waited for which seemed like forever and when they finally came to check me again they told me that my water did not break. I kindly informed them that yes, it did. I followed the instructions over the phone and it for sure had broken. Once I sat up as they were trying to send me home, another gush happened and this time they were there to witness it. After that, I was admitted and put into a room, the room where I would have my baby girl. At this point, we had texted and called the grandparents, aunties and uncles to inform them that it was time. Once in the room, we noticed the chair for Fito to sleep on did not look comfortable at all, but we had our own bathroom. Still hooked up to the monitors, the contractions started coming. Slow onset through the night, nothing crazy, so my mom decided to go home and try to get some sleep. I was able to call her as soon as anything changes. (sighs) Girl, I told y'all. This is not going to be professional because apparently I can't read. Let's try that again. I was to call her as soon as anything changed and she'd come back. The nurses told me that they didn't want to check how dilated I was due to my water being broken. That would risk infection to the baby. They promised they would be able to tell how far along I was by watching the monitors, showing my contractions, and for me not to worry. I was given a pain medicine through an IV to take the edge off because I truly wanted to be, I truly wanted to try getting through this without the epidural. Did I mention how scared I was of needles? I tried to convince them not to give me an IV unless I really needed it because anything to avoid being poked. Can we all just pause for a second and remember that I am two weeks out from turning 20 years old? I was a baby having a baby. I didn't take any birthing classes. I just knew a few techniques from books that I'd read. My thing was breathe through the pain and focus your eyes on one spot. When the contractions came, I grabbed onto those bedside handlebars, stared at that spot on the wall, and breathed like I'd never breathed before. Then it passed and I relaxed. Fito told me later that he was afraid of me. He said that I was so quiet and just pushed through the contractions like a beast that he was afraid of me, which to this day, I take that as the highest compliment. I guess he was expecting more yelling and moaning and thrashing like in the movies. Early the next morning, my mom had been called back to the hospital because contractions were getting more intense and by now the waiting room was full of people waiting for precious Annabelle to be born. Mind you... They've not once checked to see how far along I was, and it had been almost 14 hours. At this point, the pain was becoming unbearable and way too close together with little breaks for strength. So I asked them how much longer. They told me that they expected me to not have her until 5 p.m. that night. It was 11.30 a.m. I said, so you mean to tell me that these contractions are going to get worse and I have to keep going through this for another five plus hours. No way. 
give me the epidural. They set me up for the epidural, made everyone leave the room except Vito. I was sitting on the edge of the bed, leaned over a pillow, and he was sitting in front of me. Between being exhausted and the pain medicine through the IV, apparently I was rolling my eyes into the back of my head. I remember Fito yelling at me to stop it, and I wasn't sure what he was talking about. Then later realized he was freaking out because from what he was looking at, he thought something was wrong. I would have too had I been watching someone's eyes keep rolling back as a huge needle was being shoved into their spine. Let's remember, they still have not checked how dilated I was, not even before giving me the epidural, which I feel like has to be breaking some kind of rule, right? After the epidural was in and I had rolled back on my side and a doctor or a nurse, at this point I didn't care, came in and decided that now was a good time to check and see how dilated I was. When I heard them say that I was 10 centimeters dilated and ready to push, I about lost my mind. They said that the epidural needed time to kick in and that it might not numb me in time. You mean to tell me that I could have pushed this baby out without an epidural because I made it this far on my own and because you didn't do your job and check my dilation prior to giving me the epidural, that now I have this terrible needle in my bag for possibly no reason. This also was before the beds came equipped with stirrups to help you hold your legs up. So Vito was on my left side and my mom was on my right side holding my legs up while they counted me through my pushes. During this process, my whole right side went numb, but my left side did not. This will come in handy to remember as a little tidbit for Elena's birth story. My mom didn't know that my whole right leg had lost all feeling and didn't realize that she needed to physically keep my leg from falling off the bed. Somehow, I was over too far to the right on the bed. Who knows when or how that happened. I remember Fito asking me if I wanted him to switch with my mom so he could hold my leg up in his panicked, my baby's about to be born, this is real state of mind, and there was no way in hell he was going to walk around the front of me to switch sides. He was under strict instructions to keep his eyes above my waist. He was not to look down there. No, sir. I ended up just telling her that my leg was completely numb and we got my knee wrapped back up to my chest to continue pushing. I pushed for 45 minutes and then out she came, this beautiful, sweet baby girl. Her crying... One more time, sweetheart. Hearing her cry for the first time was the moment my whole world changed. They laid her on my stomach and wiped her down and had her dad cut the umbilical cord before letting me hold her. After that, she laid on my chest so content and sweet and small, both her, dad, and I cried tears of joy. That was our baby. Once we had our moment, they took her over to be checked out and cleaned up, which they informed dad to follow the baby and told me that I wasn't done pushing. Now, I'm a first-time mom, so this is the first time I've ever pushed a human being out of my body. And nobody told me that I had to push the placenta out as well. I thought I was done. Now that I had left the euphoric state of holding my baby, I was in a panic. What do you mean I have to keep pushing? I only had one baby in there. Then they explained further, and I continued to push while my mom stood by my side. Then the placenta came out. But not into a bucket like it should have. Splat! Right onto the floor! I heard one of the nurses... Or doctors go, whoops. 
Thankfully, I wasn't planning on using it for anything, but they still dropped it on the floor. Phew, now I'm finally done. I get to relax. Nope. I look down, and all I see is a string being pulled up high into the air in between my legs and then down, then back up high in the air and then down. I looked at my mom, and she knew. She knew I was about to freak out. I do not do needles, and what on earth was happening down there? At this point, I couldn't feel anything because, hey, guess what? The epidural kicked in. So my mom calmly said to me, she's not doing anything. No, no, don't pay attention to that. You're fine. The doctor informs me that I tore. I'm sorry. Excuse me? I what? These are the things that in 2012, nobody told you would happen and you wouldn't know unless it was happening to you. Stitches. I was getting stitches. I'd never had stitches before in my life, and now I was having them in my vagina. This is terrible. But that sweet baby girl, I'd do it all over. At 7 pounds, 7 ounces, and 24 inches long on December 4th, 2012, at 12.41 p.m., not 5 p.m., like they originally told me, Annabelle was born. I hope that someone out there can relate to this story because they've been through it and they know they're not alone. I hope someone out there who might be pregnant right now takes comfort in knowing that they'll be okay even if things didn't... Lord? (laughs) I hope someone out there who might be pregnant right now takes comfort... Man. All right. Again, I hope someone out there who might be pregnant right now takes comfort in knowing that they'll be okay. And if things, even if things don't go as planned, or maybe you can't relate at all and you just got a good laugh out of it. Either way, I'm proud to share my experience of the birth of my firstborn. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this experience, make sure you follow or subscribe to the podcast so that you get notifications when the next one comes out. And if you're feeling generous, share it with your friends or on social media to let the world know how much you liked it. If you didn't like it, no biggie. Just pretend like this never happened and then don't tell me all about it. You can follow me at Mama Bear Unleashed on Instagram and Facebook and at Mama Bear Unleashed on Twitter because apparently Mama Bear Unleashed was too long for them. Okay, talk to you later. Bye.